Hey everyone, and welcome to The Huddle. I am really excited about this episode. I recently talked to someone that I really admire and I look up to, Ken Chenault. Now Ken, he was the CEO of American Express from 2001 to 2018. He led the company through 9-11, the 08 recession, and many other things. And Ken was just the third African-American to be a CEO of a Fortune 500 company. Ken now serves as the chairman and managing director of General Catalyst. He's the co-founder of 110, and 110's goal is to upskill, hire, and advance 1 million Black Americans over the next 10 years into family-sustaining jobs with opportunities for advancement. It was an honor to get to talk to Ken. I hope you'll enjoy our conversation. Ken, you know, love to talk about you just a bit. Um, you know, what what led you to the the post at American Express and, you know, how, how you grew up and what you learned. You know, it's, it's quite a story that you've been able to put together and love for the team to know a bit about you. So, John, my life has not been a straight line. So I grew up uh, in Hempstead, Long Island, uh, which is sort of the middle of the fish. Uh, and um, my father actually was a dentist. Uh, my mother was a dental hygienist. Uh, and I was a kid who loved sports. Uh, I played basketball um, through college and actually grew up with Julius Irving, the famous Dr. J. Yeah. We're still yeah. good friends to this day. But I think what what defined me is I was very fortunate that I had two uh, incredible parents who really focused on instilling core values that I live to this day. And also very importantly is I grew up at the height of the civil rights movement Mm -hmm. and growing up as an African-American in the fifties and sixties, Clearly, my life changed dramatically. And one of the things that I would emphasize is there was a decision by the Supreme Court in 1954 called Brown v. Board of Education that basically outlawed separate schools and segregation. If not for that ruling, I would not have had an opportunity to be CEO of American Express. So I think what's very important is I grew up with a belief that everyone was entitled to an opportunity. And that really defines me. Wow, fantastic. And the love of parents and and just, you know, what you just described, it, it, it for many people may have read about that court decision as just, a lesson in school or something, but the gravity of what it actually meant to, and still means to millions of people is extraordinary. You know, there were schools here in Arkansas and Little Rock that were known for integration and all the struggles people went through that at times not only were struggles, but became violent at times. And so, so many people have, have helped push this, this agenda forward and creating opportunity, which again leads to, I'm going to skip around a bit, but I'd love to talk about from where you started to the mission that you and Maurice now have put together with 110, which we're proud to be a part of, but the organization is just really exciting mission. I'd love the team to hear about. Well, let me first say that uh, I'm really proud to have Walmart as part of 110 and, and Walmart has become a leader of companies within 110. 
And so let me just give a little bit of background of why 110 was founded literally a day after the murder of George Floyd. Ken Frazier, who stepped down several months ago as CEO of Merck, who's also an African-American, and someone that I've known since law school. Uh, Ken and I said, what is it that we could do? And one of the things that we thought of is there's nothing more important than having a family sustaining job. Mm-hmm. The impact that that has on the family, the impact it has on the community. And one of the things that we saw was that Black Americans without a four-year college degree had real difficulty getting into family-sustaining jobs. The other thing that we found was that 80% of the jobs making over $60,000 a year required a four-year college degree. Now, let me be very clear. I think anyone who wants to go to college should be able to go to college. However, I also believe that everyone does not need to go to college to have a family sustaining job. And the focus should be on skills first. Do you have the skills and the capabilities to perform the job? And absolutely, performance standards should be high, but there shouldn't be credentials that prevent people from going into a job that they're qualified for. So one of the things, John, that I'm most excited about, and in this country, sometimes we have this win-lose philosophy, is that here is an initiative that's geared to Black Americans. But the reality is we're changing the specifications of jobs from credentials alone to skills first, and that will benefit all Americans. All Americans will benefit. And I think what's important is you can help one group and you can benefit all groups. What you and Maurice and others um, can put together, it's it's fantastic because we are a, a business, a culture with close to a million and a half people here in the U.S., even more when you add Sam's Club in and over two million around the world. And we are a true meritocracy. Absolutely. I meet people that are divisional managers that didn't go to college, but are highly skilled, highly capable. And I meet people who are store managers who are degreed or not. And and it's all about being able to perform the skills. I think you said something really well, have high standards. We've always got to have high expectations of ourselves. One of, one of the things I learned early at Walmart is, is your expectations should always be higher than your supervisors. Absolutely. And when your expectations start there, you've already started with, with a really good spot. Well, it's exciting work. And I love the idea of solve a problem for a group of people, but let it apply to the entire country. So fantastic mission. Um, speaking of missions, you you know well what our purpose has been for a very long time to save people money and live better. And we're trying to enable and have been for years this idea that providing access to products and services for everyone that's affordable in a, lo- in a way they couldn't get it before gives people the ability to live better. But over the last couple of years, we've introduced, Ken, a membership program. And a few of us have have worked in membership businesses like Sam's Club or other places. But you ran a very large membership program, very large company that's based on membership. What advice would you tell me and my team? What should we be thinking about as we get into this transition? So one is I, 
I think it's absolutely very exciting uh, what you're doing, John, because I think what's very important for brands and companies, the way I think about it is that great brands are built by rational values and emotional values. And I say it's a cluster of values, rational and emotional. And a membership is, in my view, a tremendous opportunity for one Walmart to recognize its customers and its behaviors. Mm -hmm. So what's very important is the meaning of membership for Walmart. And part of being a member, if you think about different organizations that you're involved with, is membership means that you're special. Not that you're better than anybody, but that we're going to treat you in a special way. We're going to reward you for your loyalty to us because it's a two-way relationship. And, and that reciprocity is important. Third, I think is very critical is how do you treat and service that member? Mm-hmm. Because what's essential is, and really to me exciting is, you offer a very rational value proposition. People can see it. Now, I think you've got a tremendous opportunity to in fact say, here are a few things that we can do because you're a member to help you lead your life better. And so I think that your mission to me aligns very well with membership. Mm -hmm. But I think what you've got to remember is treating those members in a special way, innovating constantly in ways that will surprise and delight your members and offer them a few benefits that they can depend on over the long term. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. And and it's great advice, Ken, particularly with the experience you have in the field, the recognition, treatment, and then the treatment rewards, and then the the service levels. Um, You know, as as you think about managers across the company here or managers that you have led in previous roles, current roles, Amex and others, what advice would you give them about the way they frame up their their day, their week, their month, right. their role in an organization that's trying to make this transition? Yeah, I think what's really important and, and one of the things I've been very impressed with what Doug and you, John, have been able to do is transformation is difficult. Mm-hmm. But you have an advantage when in fact you're an organization like Walmart that has core values. That's your compass. Mm -hmm. Uh, That doesn't change those core values. That's your foundation. 
But what I think is very important at every level of Walmart is that you're very focused in understanding what am I going to do to meet my customer needs? And I had sort of a simple mantra at American Express. We want to provide superior value. How do we define value? At all levels, in any function that you operate in, how do you define value? Second, do it in a way that allows us to achieve best-in-class economics. Why do we want to achieve best-in-class economics? Is not just from a shareholder standpoint, which is very important, but we want to be able to consistently reinvest in innovation and growth. And if we don't consistently achieve best-in-class economics, we're not going to be able to do that in an enduring way. And then third, everything we do must support and enhance the brand. That means I need to think about every day, what am I doing to fulfill the Walmart mission? And then what I need to do is put metrics and outcomes in place for my organization and on an, and on an individual basis. Because one of the things, John, that I believe strongly is no matter what your level is in an organization, leadership is a choice. No matter what level you're in, you can be a leader. It's not based on hierarchy alone. It is based on, do you have the willingness to do what it takes to win? Um, kid, I, I, I love that. I, I you know, frequently think about leaders are appointed, but, but the caveat to that is they may be appointed by the company. They may also be appointed by their peers and their team. And in John, so many situations, leaders just emerge. John, you're absolutely right. I mean, the reality is true leadership is earned. It is. It's respect. It's being a, a part of and being willing to uh, serve. And we talk about leading as though the organization is an inverted pyramid. I'm on the bottom. The customers are on the top. Our frontline associates, and we work all, all the way back. So working you know, altruistically, on behalf of others is such an important role in organizations of these sizes, because it's not about any one of us. It's about what we do for all of us. Absolutely. My, my mantra is if you want to lead, you have to be willing to serve. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they are hand in hand. Absolutely. So Ken, uh, I've got just a couple more minutes with you sure. and I'm, I'm great. I could, I could take all day, but I know you've got a lot of things to get onto. Um, the, the role of the company from the outside looking in, the, the role Walmart can play in, in society, in communities broadly and at the community level, how do you see it and what do you think we could do to be even better as an organization than we are today? You know, it's a great question, John. You know, it's my view. I start from the premise that the most important companies are the ones that want to endure. And if you want to endure, then you have to care about what happens in the broader society. And I believe companies exist because society allows us to exist. And I will just tell you, I mean, not because we're just talking, I've been impressed with the community engagement that I see from Walmart, because one of the things that's important is 
what are you doing in the communities that you operate in? And I see Walmart in a range of areas being very involved in the community. I think that one of the things that a company can do, for example, is we believe that we should have a just society where everyone is entitled to opportunity. And one of the things that Walmart can do is, and is doing is create a community that embraces those principles. Uh, that can make a major difference in our society. So I think that the company of today has a responsibility to help the environment, has a responsibility to provide economic opportunity to people, to create an environment where all types of people feel welcomed and engaged. And so I think making a difference in our society first starts with making a difference at Walmart, the community of Walmart, really making a difference that it is an exemplar for how our society should operate. And then it is, to, it is important to be involved in the communities that we operate in, and then on a national basis. And an example of a national program is 110, right. uh, where it's benefiting Walmart, but it's also benefiting the broader economy. And so I think what companies can strive for is a win-win. Uh, and it means that they can have an impact on society and they can do it in ways that are also beneficial to their company and the people in their company. Yeah, Ken, I, I really love that. You know, when I went to school, if you wanted an A on the test and someone said, what's the role of a corporation? It was quite simple, create shareholder value, which is still true. Yeah, However, absolutely. if you want to, as you said, if you want to endure and you want to last, you have to create value for society, create opportunity, take care of the environment. The mission is much more broad because we want to endure for 50 years or 100 years, that's, not five years. That's that's and that's a really I think, John, you've said it very simply that what's important is sometimes people are, are not intentional enough. Mm -hmm. And I think mm -hmm. what's critical is your words. You want Walmart to be around for the next 100 years. If that's the intention. What are the steps you're taking to create the culture, to create the business model that will endure. And I think that understanding what the role is of Walmart in the broader society is very important because at the end of the day, what do you want? You want people to want Walmart to win. <laughs> and if you're viewed as someone and a company that's helping people live better, particularly with your mission, you can't say, well, we're only going to help people live better who shop at Walmart alone. That's not going to work because you want, you want more customers. Right. That's and right. so it's, it's both an altruistic objective because the other thing is 
for the people at Walmart, you want them to continue to be proud of Walmart. And they're going to be proud not only because of Walmart's financial performance, but also Walmart's role in the broader society. Ken, I can't say thank you enough. Uh, looking forward to seeing you in, in person. I, we almost did in January and then right. Omicron separated us, right. but I, I really look forward to that time. Would love to host you here at some point or, or catch up with you somewhere well, in the country, I, but I, thanks I so have, much. I've been to Bentonsville, as you know, several times. Uh, I'd love to come back, uh, but let me just say uh, to all of your colleagues uh, that I'm very grateful not only for the partnership that you had with American Express, but also the partnership that you have with 110. And I'm really excited about the future of Walmart because you're innovating consistently. So All right. Thank you. We're excited too. Excited about 110. We'll make a difference. Have All a great right. day. Terrific, John. Okay. Take care. All right. Thanks. Bye.